Zach, you're late! Ah, sorry, Scott. There was a disturbance. Always a disturbance with you. Come on, look. Last year, we did 120 daily episodes about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man one minute at a time. This year, we have to cover the sequel. If we don't, not only are we defaulting on our podcast guarantee, but we'll lose the listeners forever. Look, you're my only hope. You need to record 125 daily episodes in six and one quarter months, or our show is canceled. All 125 minutes of Spider-Man 2? Including the time when Peter fights with a janitor's closet? Yes! What about that time Aunt May threw him a birthday party and only two people showed up? That too! Or when that guy from that really old movie, Army of Darkness, keeps him from seeing Mary Jane's play? Obviously! Even the time that Peter loses his powers and has to share an elevator with E! Entertainment's own Hal Sparks? We're covering every single minute of Spider-Man 2, from pizza time to train-related crimes and everything in between, on Season 2 of Spider-Man Minute. So if people want to listen, they should just go to DuelingGenre.com or wherever they get their podcasts, right? Right. Go! Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we're covering the movie Chasing Amy, one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 71, quite possibly the greatest Angela Lansbury minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And I'm Robin Burge, and I don't usually say my last name on podcasts, which is why I sound so awkward. <laughs> you didn't have to. We weren't forcing you. <laughs> you better say your last name. <laughs> I'm Robin X. <laughs> we usually do our full address, but we didn't this time. Yeah, and our phone numbers. <laughs> yeah, I get my phone number from when I was twelve years old, though. That's the only difference. You can find me on Broad Street. That's where I'm slinging. <laughs> so this minute starts with Hooper as a paradigm of said aberration, and ends with Holden letting it get to him. Uh, when I was talking about that, yeah, when I was talking about that Kevin Smith speak, there it is. Yeah, who says that? <laughs> You might say one of those words, but I don't know that you would say you were a paradigm of said aberration. That's something – he wrote that down and he went, whew, I'm a smart motherfucker. That, that rolls right <laughs> off the tongue. Nothing sounds cooler. You know what? He pulls it off though. Hooper X pulls it off. Oh, I, yeah. Dwight Yule makes it work. But. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, well, it's the same way you can watch Star Wars and you watch like really talented actors make that shitty dialogue work because <laughs> no one's going to convince me that that thing's not loaded with shit dialogue. <laughs> it's just that you believe it because you're like, God damn, Harrison Ford's charming. <laughs> and then you find out what happens 15 or was it 15, 20 years later when you hire eh, slightly less talented actors and maybe have a slightly less accomplished or slightly less invested or good director and Shit can go sideways. <laughs> That's some people's trilogy, Jeff, you know. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, listen, you can argue the individual fine points um, of this movie to that movie, but if I was like, just rank the trilogies, if anybody was like, oh, I think the prequel trilogy is better than both of the other ones, I would say you are fucking crazy. <laughs> um, I don't care that, I mean, no matter how deep your nostalgia filter is, I mean, reality has to set in at some point. Like, <laughs> you have to... <laughs> I've watched movies that like I love, but I realize are crap. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying and there's only one return? <laughs> there's only one return, and it's of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I listened to the Lord of the Rings minute, and I do enjoy those movies, but like, 
just pound per pound. Like, if you were like, hey, do you want to throw Fellowship of the Ring in or Star Wars? Like, that's not even a fucking competition. Well, right. let's see. Exactly. Do I have a whole weekend to watch Fellowship of the Ring? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I could be halfway through Empire by the time that ends. Yeah. I know, I kind of cursed myself by, I was like, well, if I got to get Lord of the Rings on Blu-ray, I got to get those extended editions. And now it's like, I never want to watch them because they're so damn long. (laughs) They're way too long now. Part of me wants to watch them. Like, I was like, oh, I can sit down with my daughter and watch them, knowing that you'll have to watch them in chunks. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, you're never going to sit down and watch the three and a half hour movie. But like, even then I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm listening to Lord of the Rings minute and I'm realizing like, they were... How long did I say they were in, Chris? They they were in the whole length of our movie, I think. Yeah, and they didn't leave. They're like leaving Hobbiton. I'm like, yeah. holy shit, this movie. <laughs> I figure I could watch that or the extended cut, and I'm going to sleep through two and a half hours of it anyway. So <laughs> but you'd ha- the thing is, you'd have to watch it the way I'm saying. You'd have to watch it like it was a TV series. I tried to sit down and watch. Is the first one Fellowship in the Ring? I guess yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, I tr- my daughter wanted to watch it. We sat down. We tried to watch it. By the time we were done, she was running around the house. I was playing on my phone. I think the, my wife went to bed. The, again, the only way to watch a movie of that length that has kind of some dry periods, and especially for kids that aren't invested, yeah. is say, we're going to watch this. Um, we'll watch an hour a night. Yeah, yeah that's probably And then the when the hour ends, you just shut it off, and then hey, we'll watch another hour tomorrow. And then four months later, you're done all the movies. Yeah. It's <laughs> so funny. You know, speaking of Netflix, last time we were talking, uh, you know, I've been hanging out here for the last couple of days. Uh, uh, they they did a thing with the uh, the Hateful Eight where they split it up into basically as if it was a television miniseries. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm that's surprised good, they yeah. don't do that with more, more movies, but I guess they well, did that with uh, Quentin's Direction. I feel like the downfall to movies like that is like, I loved Hateful Eight. I thought it was really good. But like it ends, like I have no desire to ever sit through that movie again. Nope. nope. <laughs> but as a miniseries, I think it would be tolerable, though. Yeah. Huh, yeah. I didn't you, know they did that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, what was it? Was it a couple weeks ago, Chris, where I said that I was catching heat for my Tarantino hot take? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I said I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it starts out and says it's his ninth film, and I said yes, his ninth best one. <laughs> and like I was getting attacked by a bunch of Tarantino heads. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, I didn't even say it was a bad movie. No, you just said it was. Not yeah. his best. Like, if I ranked his movies one through nine, here's the way rankings work. One of them has to be nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I understand. I'm not a Tarantino head, but I can definitely tell you you're wrong with that. But <laughs> I, I mean, we already mentioned, I think Hateful Eight is definitely the, my least favorite. <laughs> See, I thought I thought Hateful Eight, this, the last movie that I watched is, is the only movie where I stopped giving a shit at some point. Oh, God. It was like the middle of the movie, and I'm like, listen, I understand that, like, this man is insanely talented, and these actors are amazing, and I just don't care. Wow. There was like, I was like, I could have cut 45 minutes out of that movie. I, to me, it was like just a nice ride. I don't know. <laughs> and, and again, it still wasn't a bad movie because I don't think he's fucking capable of making a bad movie. <laughs> like, he's just too good to make a bad movie. But like, I'm just like, it's still, it's his ninth best one. <laughs> you know what I would like to watch him make? I would like to watch him make a 95 minute movie. That's, the, that's the limit. That's the limit of all my movies anymore. Yeah, well, you're a baby. <laughs> like, listen, there's like long movies that are like Hateful Eight where they're like, oh my God, this movie's long. But like a movie can be two hours. Mm-hmm. I would argue the comedies should probably be under two hours unless you really think you got something special. But yeah. chances are you're Judd Apatow and you don't. Oh, they always wear their welcome out. Uh, but my favorite part is I read his book and he admits it. He's like, yeah, I know they're all like 15 or 20 minutes too long. Then hire an editor, bitch. Jesus. <laughs> Like, you got to kill your darlings. All right. Uh, there is a line at the beginning of this that I think sums up Banky, and I think the world at large could really come to learn this. He says, oh, Banky doesn't hate gay people. 
And Hooper says, yeah, but he is a bit homophobic. And this is what the world needs to understand is those are two separate things. Mm -hmm. Yes. A phobia is like being afraid of something. Yes, Mankey probably is homophobic. He has some sort of weird fear of probably all gays in general and maybe his own feelings in particular. But he doesn't hate them. But he doesn't hate them. He's not out carrying the signs. Right. You know, God hates fags like the, um, the fuck was that stupid church called that he used to have the run-ins with? Westboro Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's not that either. He's not actively going against them. Right. He is a true homophobe of like, I am afraid of them. They freak me out. He doesn't hate them. He had a great conversation with Alyssa before he started hating her because of... Oh, don't worry. During this week, we get into that whole hypocrisy. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm guessing most males, especially then and probably still today, are 100% guilty of. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's it's funny thinking about um, Holden and Banky and how Holden is, is definitely more... More accepting, I, I think, than than Banky is, and I really I feel like I I have been through this kind of relationship before, where you know you back you know in the nineties and you know early nineties eighties, you know, palling around being a teenagers, uh, you say some awful shit, and then eventually you're like, wait a second, <laughs> uh, maybe I shouldn't say this stuff anymore, and then all of a sudden your friend thinks you're a drag because you don't want to. You don't want to say that kind of thing anymore, and you kind of correct them, and it's kind of the same thing with uh, with Banky and Holden. Holden is trying to trying to better himself, uh, unfortunately for for, for uh, different reasons than just being enlightened. <laughs> yeah, see, and here's the thing: it's one of those what you want in your life is growth, right? Like you get older, you realize I shouldn't say that, blah blah blah. I shouldn't act that way. Um, the problem is, even in this movie, Holden still does that wrong because he suddenly decides one day. That, oh, we're not going to do that anymore. And then his friend yells to the TV and, and calls it a slur. And he goes, hey, you really shouldn't do that. So the thing he was doing as of yesterday, right. he's now self-righteous about the next day. Right. That's also not the way to get things done. Because then your friend's going to do exactly what Banky does and be like, hey, how about you go fuck yourself? <laughs> because as of yesterday, that was okay. You can't decide today. Even if you decide for yourself that's the way to do it. The way to do it is for you to stop doing it. Well, and then if your friend ever says anything to you, you'd be like, yeah, well, I'm not going to say that anymore. And then maybe he'll come around or maybe he won't just accept the fact that he's different than you. Unfortunately, they're two males and they can't talk about their feelings and, you know, they can't yeah. be like, well, you know, I've been thinking about this and, you know, it's more like, hey. If I, yeah, if I learned something from movies, you really, men can never talk about their feelings unless one or both of them has been shot. I think that's the only way that that can come out. And and I don't mean like winged. Like I'm talking like intestines are out. <laughs> and like you're like 100% sure you're going to die. So like you're not going to have to deal with this later. That's true. Uh, I, forget, I know I've seen it in a movie where somebody was pouring their heart out to somebody and they were like, no, you're all right. It's just a flesh wound. And then you're like, ooh, well, this is awkward now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment in the movie, by the way, that I'm playing spot the CDs in the background. I was doing the same thing. Uh, well, a it's, whole string of titles. <laughs> it's a bad combination of they're pretty far away, and I don't know anything about music. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess. See if I see if I'm right, Robin. Uh, Twelve Soul Asylum. Let your dim light shine. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what that. I saw the twelve, and I and uh, I, I wasn't sure what that was. Pretty sure that's the cover of Let Your Dim Light Shine from Soul Asylum, <laughs> and then thirteen I I could see is no doubt. Yeah, I saw I saw no doubt. I didn't write down the numbers next. I just was writing what I saw. Right. And, and so is that the billboard? Like the is that the billboard section. top twenty? You think? I think it's supposed to be, but yeah, it was. 
I was thinking about researching that, but then I was like, no, I don't host this podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's the and, thing I'm doing my listen, podcast. Chris and I have already already shown to a high degree that we don't know anything about music. <laughs> Actually, that was a, I thought I did until we got to that one episode. Isn't that what we did? Didn't we do the top 10 of that week or something? Or the, was it top 10 or top 20? We did top 10 and we didn't know anything. We didn't know anything. <laughs> but then we went to 1970 and did the top 10 and we knew every song. <laughs> no, Soul Asylum, they had a song on Clerks, right? Yeah. Actually, there's a song on this, too. On oh, this one, too? Maybe it's this one I'm thinking um, of. Dave Perner from Soul Asylum does the entire soundtrack for this movie. Sorry, I, all I can think of is the opening of this. Yeah, that's Dave Perner by himself. <laughs> yeah, I recognize the CD that's at number three and cannot figure out who it is because I'm sure it's not a CD I would have bought. Which one? Number three, where it's just like the dude's face. It looks very familiar, but... I'm way behind like, on a minute from you because I'm... I, it looks I'm like a to... George Michael CD. <laughs> oh, God. Isn't Alanis set up there? Like number two or something? I'm, I'm See, now, still I must guy. not be that far. I like I can't. That looks like a blur of blue and red to me. Yeah, <laughs> but I saw uh, Enya uh, Sepultura that that Roots album. I used to love that album. I saw the Pulp Fiction soundtrack, Mariah Carey, Cake, Fugazi, No Doubt, Oasis, Blues Traveler, and Alanis Morissette. And then we get to the New Age section, and I'm like, I think that one's Yanni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see that face, Jeff. I have no idea who that is. Isn't yeah. that? Oh, I see the when they go. They walk by the poster for Rage Against the Machine too. Ah, now you got me skipping. It's um, that's at like twenty-seven seconds. They walk past the Rage Against the Machine poster. It's in the foreground. Oh, okay, I see it. And then there's oh, that's shit. That it, there it is. There's the picture of the CD that's in the back. Who the hell is that? What, where are you King? at now? That you see that? I'm at thirty seconds. This is wonderful for ready home going. Like, yeah, thanks a lot. I, I can't see what you're looking at, Tim. <laughs> shit. Don't worry, Jeff will put it all. Jeff will put it all in the quicker stop. Yeah, right. No, he won't. <laughs> I'm not gonna remember. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm on a ten year old. Oh, it's MacBook, Sting. So it's Sting. That's what it is. Is it Sting? Oh, is yeah. It? There we go. The so wrestler? I was right. It was some douchey dude's head who thing I wouldn't buy. <laughs> the wrestler? <laughs> no. <laughs> the actor. <laughs> the man they call Sting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so the Crow soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just got to point out Dwight Yule has some amazing retorts to stuff that he says, just noises he makes. When he says he's been digging up dirt on her, and he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, honey. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, no shit, your friend's a piece of garbage. Right. Yeah. I, I, before that, though, um, he does say that boy loves you in a way that he ain't ready to deal with. So, yeah. I mean, what is, you guys, what, what is your take on this? You guys think that. You know, Banky is in the closet, and he really does love Holden in that way. Or I think Hooper X has some on-spot gaydar. That's what I think. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> he, he's got some next-level shit where, like, he knows it before the person knows it. Yeah. <laughs> Although this movie does fall into a trope that I don't love that you see a lot of now of people going back through history and movies, and every time there's two men at any point who are friends, they're like they're lovers. They were both gay. I hear it about history shit all the time. They'll be like, well, you know, he was a bachelor, so he was definitely gay. I'm like, how does that match up? <laughs> he was never like, seen with a woman. Yeah, he was, nev- he was never married. There- <laughs> Therefore, logical conclusion, he was gay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, I would explore that as a possibility. Other things, he could have literally been asexual or right. he could have been banging people left and right. And guess what? <laughs> the historical record does not show that. Right. Yeah, I go back and forth on – on it though i can never pin it down like you know i could trust hooper but 
<laughs> like I'm just you know just by the evidence alone of yeah. what's going on there. Is, if your only evidence is you live together and he loves you, okay, well like yeah, they could be just great friends. Like right. really cares about him and doesn't just is not a fan of a girl I mean, being there as well. Do we think Hooper's just brilliant because it's going to be shown that he's on the right path? <laughs> Although he could just be saying that boy loves you in a way he ain't ready to deal with. He could just have deep, like, friendship love, and he's not even ready to deal with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's not ready to deal with anything. And then, so yeah, I'm sure you guys will talk more about it once you get to the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he leave says... That, I'll leave that up in the air for you. <laughs> Spoilers. So, so, yes, so we need, we, we need to uh, reach our quota for the week of old-ass references. Uh-huh. So he calls him Angela Lansbury. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye, half our crowd. <laughs> Angela Lansbury. All right, Chris, living or dead? Um, I'm going to say alive. What do you think, Robin? Oh, she's definitely alive. She was in uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Yes, she is alive. I, I just kids. figured they were rehashing that show, and I figured she would be back eventually. She was born October 16th, 1925. Whoa. Murder, she blogged. Yeah. My mother-in-law loved that show, Murder, She Wrote, and I used to like want to leave the house because I. Would- oh yeah, it's it's if for a certain segment, I understand that shit is like magic, but like yeah, yeah. I can't figure it out. What do you, I said she was born in twenty five, right? So let me yeah. get up to fuck. Where did it go? That's ninety five years old, Jeff. You we get your. I, I understand out. how math works, dickhead. I wanted to see when she started Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> I figured you were getting your calculator out. That means she's. Uh- she started Murder, She Wrote in eighty four, so she was wow. like sixty when she started that show. Wow, she hit it big at sixty. Well, I mean, but she, you say that, but like she was already, she wasn't no, never she was a big a, star on TV, but she was, she was a big a star on theater. Right. She was also, though. it's like you, 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 you talk about it being uh, appealing to a, a certain demographic, but I don't know. I, you know, I'm getting up there in years and I start thinking to myself, like, you know, I'm really getting tired of having to keep track of all this shit. If I could just watch something that kind of ends week to week, <laughs> I might be more. <laughs> Some murder know, she wrote sounds pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Well, I, I would say most people. Files or the oh, I, that's why I think a lot of people like of our age, they find like their comfort food show, whether it's Friends or The Office or yeah. Cheers, yeah, or stuff like that. I'm just like, I just want to watch something that's like, even if it has an ongoing storyline, it's not so. It's not fucking lost <laughs> of me trying to be like, oh my god, I gotta like solve problems. <laughs> Uh, I think one of my goats is, might be like uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. Oh God, I can just turn this on and it's just like, all right, I'm gonna watch an episode. I'm cool. Like that's good. I, that's like if I start going down the Netflix rabbit hole, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Just click. I'm good. Did you watch the Picard show? I did. See, that was you know Next Generation. Great week to week. That problem problems get solved and on to the next planet. That that show, I was like, oh man, this thing is still going on. What's going on here? I, that's every show now. There is, there are no week to week shows. We just do that back, back. Do the old formula again. It's okay. It worked. They are doing that. It's called the Orville. I guess <laughs> this, so. Yeah. This is exactly why I can't watch a show week to week anymore. I got to wait until they all come out and binge it because I forget by the next week what the hell happened. Listen, you're an yeah. idiot. I, that's why they have the recap at the beginning. It's only a week. No. It's not six months. No. And listen, Picard had like. <laughs> Like what? Six cast members? It's not like Game of Thrones, okay. where like Game of Thrones, where you would run into problems, was they would suddenly pick up a storyline they hadn't talked about in like two years, yeah, I don't even and you're like, who the fuck are. are these people? Right. It took me a whole season to figure out because it's all just white guys with beards on Game of Thrones. 
I had no idea who anybody was for a whole season. Listen, that's a show that I would have loved to have some diversity. Again, not because I give a shit about diversity, but just because like it would help me know who the fuck yeah, people just were. To cut into the characters because everybody was just the only one I knew was the midget guy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What's the political oh, correct? Oh no! The, oh, definitely leave that in. Leave that in. <laughs> if you stumbling person. all over yourself, I remember a person. I remember come off Titus. as uh, holding on the couch yeah. there. I remember t- uh, Christopher Titus saying, uh, yeah, he's a midget. And they're like, uh, he, he gets mad about that. He said, uh, they're angry. They all are. <laughs> 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 You'd be angry, too, if you were ass high. <laughs> well, there was a John Mulaney joke where it's just like, you know, the using that using that word is as bad as using the N-word. It's like, oh, there's yeah. a reason why you say you can say midget and you, you still just say the N-word when you refer yeah. to the N-word. <laughs> yeah. like, it's really not as bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's as bad. Is it, though? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like little person doesn't sound that great either. No. Yeah. Well, the difference is dwarf is an actual thing. Right, that's a thing. That's, that's a, a certain type of little person. Yeah. They have dwarfism. So, so you're it, like, you're, is midget bad? I don't even know. I think it's bad, yes. I, I think it, it is. is okay. Yeah. But the problem is it doesn't help when someone like Brad Williams, the comedian, is like, no, I'm, I'm a midget. Like, that's... Yeah. It's one of those words that it became bad because of people just making it bad. Okay. Like, the word retarded used to just be a medical condition. It meant someone that was man- mentally handicapped. But then everybody started saying, that's retarded, you're retarded. But, and next thing you know, you're like, well, fuck, we can't use that word anymore. Right. <laughs> well, then let me apologize to all the little people who are fans of the show. I apologize. Well, honestly, as like a white guy from Vermont, I feel that I'm probably the best authority on the subject. So. <laughs> and all subjects. <laughs> and especially this movie in general. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a few weeks like that where Chris and I are like, here, let the three white heterosexual male in the room let you know how this goes. Yes. <laughs> let me explain how lesbians work. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you, you were doing Angela Lansbury trivia. I totally interrupted you. That was it. That ain't anything. I mean, I know she was in beauty. She's uh, Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast. There, that's the end of my trivia. <laughs> uh, so uh, the the next thing we see is uh, uh, Hooper picks up a CD and says this one, and uh, Holden just murmurs like, "Have it," you know. So that that then brings me back to the idea of like, okay, so is. Is the reason why they're both there together in the CD store because Hooper's buying Holden a CD for some reason? Hmm. Why are they there together? Yeah. Right. Why is Why is Hooper saying, "Hey, look at this CD," and Holden's like, "No, I, I got it," as if he's buying him one. I, if it wasn't the CD thing, I would have been like, I thought I would have assumed he called Hooper because he wanted to talk to somebody, and Hooper's yeah. like, "Well, I'm going down to the CD store. I'm going over to Jack's Music Shop," and he's like, "All right, I'll just meet you there." Right. Yeah, I assume this is downstairs from the 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 loft. So surprising that Holden's not standing there in his uh, boxer shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, <laughs> we had enough of that a couple weeks ago. It really bothers me though that we don't see what the CD is. I don't know why it doesn't matter, <laughs> but still, I'm just like, what CD was that? Yeah, the sad thing about this minute is you hear Hooper like trying to build him up, being like, ah, nothing he can say is going to bother you, buddy. No, you'll be right. fine, right? Meanwhile, you can see the Holden puss face is totally in in, in residence again. Yeah. Yes. And also, Hooper does not seem surprised at all to find out that she has a past and it involves men. <laughs> right. So, which leads us to believe what we had already thought was he already knew this. Yeah, he knows already. It, I mean, everybody's lying to Holden, and he's just too much of an idiot to figure it out. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Because like, that's yeah. His last line of the minute is actually it has kind of gotten to me. It has gotten yeah. to me. And you can like hear the air out of the room, like, "Oh, you idiot!" Like, <laughs> listen, you're never going to be in any successful relationship if you don't know how to bury some shit down there. I understand we're supposed to all supposed to be open with our feelings and blah 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 blah. Whatever. There's going to be something. It may not be this big, but there's going to be something about your partner, something they do, something they said, something in their past, somebody they're related to, somebody you something's a problem, and you're going to be like. Well, I can either bring this up and have a huge fight for the rest of our life, or I can just bury that shit down deep in my soul somewhere. You gotta let it go. You gotta let <laughs> yeah. it go. You can't go nowhere near it. The key is to bury it deep enough where the shit doesn't come up in arguments. Right. Because you know how it is. You get in an argument, you start reaching for stuff that you want to be pissed about. Especially when you're first date, like in first couple fights when she yeah. got you by the balls. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden you reach for something, something you shouldn't reach for. Yeah. <laughs> That could be the end of your all your fights at that point. <laughs> yeah, that might be your last fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I gotta say, I mean, I was kind of saving this for the next minute, but it would it would bother the shit out of me. It, it really would, and it's really? so, it's such like a Neanderthal like. <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to think about my about my wife being with another guy before yeah. me. <laughs> but th- that goes back to what I said in Clerks, though, which was like, if you don't want to know. Don't ask. Yes, that's my that's stance. I I'd rather ask. not know. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather just not even know. Who wants to know that crap? Right. And like it, it uh, here. I'll, here, I'll equate all of our women's sexual history and all of the men you've been with to flying on an airplane. <laughs> yes, the logical part of my mind knows I'm going to be fine. However, the emotional part of my mind's like, we're gonna fucking die. We're flying. We're not supposed to be up in the air. It's a metal tube. We're all gonna die. I do that shit like, every time I ride a roller coaster too. You yeah, know? I'm like, oh, why are these wheels? How do they hold us on? Yeah, this doesn't make sense. It's all crazy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, especially like the closer it is to like, if you just start dating the person, so like all this shit's recent history, it might really get to you. If you're 20 years down the road, it's maybe funny. you can, and you hear something your 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 wife or girlfriend did, and like, um. You fucking high school, you might be like, oh, whatever, I don't care. At that especially point, it's if it's just joking. Especially if it, and especially if you have no clue, no frame of reference for who any of those people are. Right. Yeah, you're yeah. like, that's a name. Like, that means nothing to me. I mean, the only thing that I can see bothering somebody, say you've been with somebody for a year or two, and then you find out something like this, the only reason why it would bother you, because you might be like, well, that's not, that doesn't seem like the person I'm with. Right, <laughs> right. How come you don't, how, pull you? how come you don't get crazy with me <laughs> but if you hang around to the end of this movie you will get an explanation of why that is <laughs> because again nobody in this movie can have, sit down and have a conversation like an adult it's just all freaking out the Screaming bad part is yeah we'll we'll end it here soon but like you actually go to your friend your gay friend who's in this place and you basically ask him what you should do, and then he tells you, and you're like, I'm going to do the total opposite. Well, <laughs> great job, dickhead. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, I forget what it's called now. There's something called that when you um, – ah, I can't remember. When you ask for advice and you never take it. <laughs> uh, put it in a quicker stop, somebody, what it is. I cannot remember what it's called for the life of me. Oh, you're an asshole. That's what it is. Really? What? I never you're heard an, that before and my life. You're an asshole. Asshole. <laughs> asshole, yeah. Asshole, yeah. That so makes sense. You ask somebody for their advice – all the time and they give it and then you never follow it you just do whatever the fuck you wanted to do anyway <laughs> you fucking asshole so you're like hey should i go up to the boss 
and tell him that he really fucked me over last week and call him a dickhead. And you're like, no, don't do that. Like, that's stupid. You're going to get in trouble. And then he just literally walks away from you and goes over and does it anyway. I'm gonna and then he'll come back to you and be like, I don't know what happened. Now I'm in trouble. You're like, I, I told you not to do that. I, I'm going to remember that one. That I, mean, I can I can name numerous times I can call my kids assholes. It's, it's one of my favorite made-up words. It's right up there with vague booking. Stop being an asshole. Yeah. Vague booking, yeah. Vague booking the, you know, putting on Facebook – Oh, I'm having such yeah. a hard day. Just you're out there just fishing for somebody. Oh, yes. Come oh, on, somebody put something. Life. What's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? I can't tell you how many times it's like f my life, or I can't believe that just happened. Never, never am yeah. I ever going to say anything to you if you put that up there. Sorry. Right. Yeah, we had one of my friends did that one time. They did the old oh, sauce, you know, one of those things, and. If the response he was looking for was to get berated by everybody, then it worked. Because <laughs> everybody was like, what's your problem, you pansy? <laughs> Stop being a sissy. He, he got exactly what he deserved. That's what he got. If you're going to be sad on Facebook, you better say what it's for. Right. That's like, great. if you're on there because you're like, hey, uh, my father died last night. I'm really sad. Oh, all right. Well, then you get genuine sympathy. Right. Just being like, oh, well, oh, my life's so tough. And everybody's like, what, why is your life tough? Why? Because you, you watched Amazon Prime for 12 hours today? <laughs> Yeah, I think the only time I've ever uh, I've ever been uh, you know committed that kind of crime is not not exactly saying like oh my life sucks or whatever, but like I remember uh, I had a low point and I would just kind of post like links to some sad songs. Oh no, listen oh. to this. Yeah, see, my friend not, would never take that. <laughs> no, that is nowhere near as bad as the person who posts the the like the little sayings. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's one of those like, you know, it's basically like the Jesus, you know, ca- what happened to the feet in the sand? I was carrying you. It's all that kind of shit. <laughs> and we had used to have a guy at work that would post that kind of stuff. And he would post like stuff about like, oh, you don't know how hard it is dealing with a mental illness. And it's just like, no, I don't think you have a mental illness. You're just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen people with a true mental illness and you just don't want to go to work. <laughs> That's not a mental illness. <laughs> I think I have a mental illness then, too. I don't want yeah, to work yeah, either. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now that we started talking about Chris's mental illness, why don't we wrap this nonsense up? <laughs> Rob, why don't you give us your uh, plug? Oh, well, today I'm going to say, uh, you know, if you're in Jersey and you want to travel all the way out to Reseda, California, uh, <laughs> that you would want to start with by watching The Karate Kid and uh, tuning in for The Karate Kid Minute once it begins being produced, which is – not currently, but it's coming. You know, I, I mean, I'm I'm stuck inside long enough. I'll eventually be like, all right, fine, I'll start the podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I, it, so it, it is kind of related to these movies because it starts in Jersey. So yeah, he was from Newark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he goes to that crappy hotel. Yeah, well, that's the thing I never understood. He's from Newark. He gets beat up, and I'm like, he would have just killed all these guys. <laughs> like, I like that take. <laughs> like he would have just like that dude would have got knifed the next day at work and or next day at school and been like, I guess you learned a fucking lesson, huh? <laughs> Doesn't matter who strikes first, baby. It's who strikes last. <laughs> I guess you want me to do our plugs, Jeff. That would be nice. Yeah. All right. We are the Jane Silent Bob Minute. We're on DuelingGenre.com. Why don't you go to uh, iTunes and give us a five-star review? We haven't gotten any of them in quite some time. Probably because iTunes doesn't exist anymore. Well, whatever it is. I don't use Apple stuff. I use Podcatcher. <laughs> so. <laughs> what is it now? What is it? it's, it's Apple Music, Apple. I think. Well, we're not playing any music. What are you talking about? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> go to Yelp. <laughs> Google me, bitch. <laughs> you got anything else, Jeff? No. I will kill him. <laughs> him and his ass. <laughs> All I see is an Atreides I want to kill.
Nothing, Chris. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Okay. I don't think I, I know any more of his lines. He's only got like six lines in that movie. <laughs> See, I, you're doing Dune, and I'm doing Superman too. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a difference? 